0: Hey, hello everyone. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Brain Roast with Dr. HPM. In today's episode, we will be discussing some specific queries regarding residency. And today I have a very special guest who is a very dear friend of mine, Dr. Shrithij And we will be discussing regarding anesthesia and critical care for residency purpose. And uh, to start with, hi shritij
1: Hi, hello. How are you?
0: Yeah, great, great. Uh, so, audience, Shitish has completed his uh, MBBS uh, from 2015 batch from Maulana Azad Medical College, New Delhi, which is a part of uh, University of Delhi, and uh, uh, he is currently pursuing his residency in Anesthesia and Critical Care at uh, Lady Harding Medical College, in New Delhi, which is also a part of University of Delhi. So, to start with, Shitish, uh, was this exactly your dream branch in med school, uh, in third year or final year, or even in internship? Anesthesia?
2: Actually, I never ever thought about anesthesia as my final career choice ever. Since my first year, till the, even the end of the, my internship, I always wanted to be an orthopedician. And no that thought ever came to my mind. But it was just a few days before our counseling started to select our branches. I just had a talk with some seniors and I changed my mind to anesthesia
0: okay okay so it's less likely uh, the flow goes with uh, like the destiny and it was pre-decided uh, so it's great to hear about uh, your whole uh, journey regarding selecting the branch but uh, now it's almost five six months uh, after, till the time you have joined now so how you feel about it now
2: so i have this feeling as well my initial expectation about okay. so the thing is It is. Just because Anesthesia was something non-surgical, I never looked at it with any intent because I always wanted a surgical branch. But I realized that Anesthesia is, even though it's not a surgical branch, Mm -hmm. it is somewhat which relates to my life. Just like you were talking about going with the flow and destiny. So, I think that's what Anesthesia spoke to me and that's something that is structured in Anesthesia. I really love doing the work. Because in internship, we didn't really have exposure for NCG, no one does a UG. And she said, completely different as a PG. And okay. this is the work I love doing, and this is the work I would have imagined myself doing. So okay. I'm pretty happy. Mm-hmm. But of course, the there are some times Critical
1: care time
2: component?
1: Yeah,
2: sorry for critical, yeah I mean, care component. critical care component is actually my favorite part of Sanskritia as of right now. Mm-hmm. Because critical care somehow combines the aspects of medicine and anesthesia together. And also, critical care is something that exposes you to a lot of different cases. A large amount of cases. As an anesthesiologist in an OT, you are only exposed to a case for a limited number of times. And once the patient goes out there of the OT, till this time you follow up, the patient is in your contact and after that, they are not. You don't really follow up every patient, but in critical care, is get to manage the patient from start till the end. And that's something that I really like. Like knowing everything about the patient, working with the patient in detail, and trying out everything that we have learned till now
0: yeah yeah and uh, knowing you personally i feel uh, you are a person who likes uh, excitement and adrenaline rush uh, and enjoys the feeling of uncertainty and uh, critical care serves that purpose as well as uh, critical care is quite integrative in nature uh, every patient every condition and uh, you can say every case is different so that also excites you that's what i feel personally
2: Thank you.
0: yeah uh, going forward, uh, can you
2: enlist uh, 5 pros uh, of this particular uh, branch? Okay. So, if I have to talk about the pros of the branch, the most important and the best part of anesthesia is that it isn't as hectic as other clinical branches. For example, medicine, surgery, or in speeds. So, most of the clinical branches. they are always hectic and you're all the time. You're invested in work only and you really get time to yourself. So, when you says something, where you are still in a clinical branch, and you spend certain amount of day and the rest amount of day is up to you to live the way you want to. And to, to you know, survive that burnout that happened to you in your duty so that you can replenish yourself and go back the next day. This isn't there in most of the medical branches as we know. Agree,
0: agree. Uh, any other so, pros? This, this, uh, this is the first one, yeah.
2: Yeah, so then another thing that actually attracts a lot of people is that anesthesia is one of the branches where you get an early settlement
1: mm-hmm.
2: because in anesthesia, you can work as, a, as an MD anesthesia in multiple hospitals. You can even do freelancing. I'll come to these things later also. So the main point is that in anesthesia, you get many options just after completing your PG,
1: hmm. but
2: in other bran- other clinical branches, if you go to a private go to a private hospital and apply, then they would require you to have some more experience before they let you handle their patients. So, in that sense, and provides an early settlement.
1: Hmm.
2: Then, the third thing I would like to talk about is the scope. So. Anesthesia was something, as I said, we weren't exposed to. So we really didn't know what all could happen. And after becoming, after choosing it as my patient, interacting with all my seniors, I realized that anesthesia is a branch with many scopes. Mm -hmm. So, for example, one thing that is very different in anesthesia is freelancing. So, the concept of freelancing is that a surgeon who is a medium surgeon medium level surgeon, the person has money, but not enough to own a hospital. So, this surgeon has a clinic.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And along with the clinic, he has his own operation theatre. But this guy, he doesn't get cases all the time. So, he doesn't require an, an anesthetist all the time. So, why, so for him, it's easier to have a contract with someone and then allow them to work in their rote. And according to the number of cases, pay them rather than having them retained in a job where you would have to take losses when the patients aren't there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yeah. as I said, so opportunities definitely in this field, yeah. I exactly. I agree. Yeah.
2: So, this is along with a lot of other job opportunities. Like you could always go for residency anywhere. You could do a lot of other things. You could go for critical care. Mm. Critical care is something that has been on a constant rise since the COVID Pandemic happened, and so it's up to you. So, like in freelancing, the best part of freelancing is you have your own working hours to work according to your own time. You don't have a nine to five job, so you can spend you know, you can invest your free time, you can plan your free time and invest it in other things also, not just being an SPCologist. So, you can have multiple things going on at the same time. And enjoying all of them.
0: Yeah. Then so we have discussed three uh, three important yeah. uh, positive or pros of this branch. Yeah. Going yeah. further.
2: Then, uh, so the next thing is jobs. So job open should be a, a lot in NCC. And this one, this also I only realized after becoming an to uh, becoming a postgraduate resident here. Hmm. So what happens is, NCC is required in multiple OT. Multiple surgical fields are there. For example, this surgery. There are multiple branches of surgery. Then we have gyne, Then we have E N T. We have OFTA. So there are a lot of different surgical OTs which require an excess N S T charges. So, for example, if we are talking about a specific college, and this college decides to increase the number of seats for every every branch, mm-hmm. so. If there is an increase of one or two branches in all of the surgical seats, will ultimately at least require two to three more seats in anesthesia. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, they will need more SRs also. They will need more consultants also. So, the number of increase and the rate of increase in the job opportunities for anesthesia is way more than any other branch
0: yeah yeah the number of vacancies and the seat uh, matrix you talked about is absolutely i echo the same for example in my college ucms uh, we have uh, somewhat around 30 anesthesia pgs uh, in the first year whereas in medicine uh, we have 15 and uh, ortho eight something like that so yeah all the surgical fields added up together uh, everywhere anesthesiologist is needed yeah uh, any more uh, positive or pro point you want to discuss
2: so, this last point is a little controversial, <laughs> I'm not sure how many would agree with me. Okay. But the thing is that I realized this is the branch which has a lot of mathematics.
0: Agree, agree. So, <laughs> I completely echo with
2: you this. Yeah. So, I love maths. I have loved maths since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And when I had to leave maths to join MBBS, I was pretty sad. Mm. But in my post-graduation, I found maths again. Mm. And this is also something I never expected. I just found it. Hmm. When the patient is on the OT table, the devices are dropping, and you have the drugs. Sometimes you have to make new drugs. You have to calculate it according to the weight of the patient. You have to calculate how much fluid the patient needs and how much you are giving. You have to calculate it according to the blood loss. And you have to even take care of the urine output. You have to take in a lot of parameters of the patient. And you have to combine them quickly in your mind. And when you love math, it's amazing. To be able to do the thing you love at your job. What more would you want? Mm-hmm.
0: No, this uh, mathematics point, yeah, this is slightly controversial. I will agree with you. <laughs> uh, the reason is that it's just like the people who love maths uh, since school days will definitely enjoy, but it can't, it can be a nightmare for others, because maths <laughs> exactly, which, uh, bio people have dual perspective. Some love it like uh, madness and some hate it like anything. <laughs>
2: So, oh, true. yeah 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 so, so that's back, why i kept it in both columns through as well as cons,
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Whichever
2: you want to take it yeah
0: yeah so yeah we discussed a lot of uh, positive points starting from hmm. freelancing job opportunities importance of uh, critical care uh, vacancies heat matrix uh, if yeah everywhere we have side effects we can say or uh, bad parts or you can say, cons or disadvantages, but that also depends upon the perspective. So as per your perspective and understanding, what are the, I will not say exactly the cons, but yeah, the slightly negative or less positive points regarding this branch.
2: Okay, so the first and I think the most significant disadvantage of this branch. This I knew before entering because when I changed my mind from orthopedics to anesthesia, so I had to be sure of it, I just couldn't do it on a whim. So I talked to multiple people and there's this one of my seniors, he had just completed his PG in anesthesia. And he advised me to go for it, but this is something even he reminded me of before I opted for it. So the thing is, just like I mentioned when I was talking about mathematics, that there are a lot of things you have to keep in mind and I have to constantly go on and on and on for its smooth functioning till the end of the surgery. So, you have to actually do a lot of work. But the thing is, it is not easily seen by the other people. They don't really realise how much is going on inside you and how much you are actually doing right now. And what this leads to is, you are not usually appreciated for your work as much as you showed me. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's a disabled case, the surgeon is performing a difficult case, the surgery is going on, and the surgeon doesn't get to know about a lot of things that happen during the OK. Like some if the patient starts collapsing suddenly, we just give into action and we bring the patient back up. And that is our job. Yeah. The, sur- the surgeon is there to correct the pathology of the patient. We are there to maintain the physiology of the patient. Hmm. So and you might have done amazing work in that case and every anesthetist will realize it but the ones who don't know they won't and won't get appreciated as much as you would need to be yeah
0: yeah so uh, I think one to two things I would like to add upon to what Dr. Shatish mentioned. Mm -hmm. Uh, People generally, uh, a lot of uh, students when they grad uh, from med school, they think and look up to that kind of white collar job and uh, some kind of respect and recognition and a Feeling in which they interact with the patient regularly and patient acknowledges that they have done something uh, in their life. Just like Shazad mentioned, ki, a surgeon has done a surgery for say, some procedure, and the tumor is removed. So the patient knows... Yeah, the tumor has been removed, but nobody realizes that the patient was obese, he was having a lot of uh, uh, vital parameters uh, upregulated or downregulated during the procedure and how much it was difficult for the anesthesia team to maintain the vitals and get the surgery done uh, in that time frame so yeah that recognition is an issue and personally speaking about my uh, my case uh, i come uh, i am now pursuing a, a career in uh, clinical pharma and when we discover something like a drug or a vaccine nobody realizes that who is the doctor behind there is a team so there is also a problem of recognition and also that same i sometimes uh, think people who are in the software industry they also are
2: facing the same. We never know <laughs> the
0: Amazon product that is delivered at our home. Who created mm-hmm. that algorithm and <laughs> ensured that the same return packet was taken up and then uh, the same uh, you can see the return or the replacement was delivered. So yeah, that's a different ball game, and it depends upon the psyche of the personality also. So I feel you are enjoying it a lot. Yeah, we discussed one important con. Uh, or a less positive thing. Uh, Anything further?
2: So, then another thing that's already bad is that in anesthesia, you can say that there is a feeling to how much you can earn. I guess you talk about a surgeon or you talk about an experienced clinician. uh, So, they could earn a lot of money Mm -hmm. just because of their experience. Based on their
1: experience.
2: Mm-hmm. And these are the the doctors that you know about, the famous ones. So, for example, everyone knows about Dr. Maria Shahan. Mm-hmm. He is probably the most famous doctor in India. Mm. So, in saying this, he might be earning a lot of money. And with experience, his income kept, kept increasing. But in an anesthesia, where income would reach a ceiling. And it might reach a ceiling in their case too, but their ceilings are much higher as compared to anesthesia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Completely
2: true. So, so that, but huh, you can counter this by doing something else in your free time. Then you might even cause their ceilings. <laughs> Not really? Yeah.
0: Getting into something which you are passionate about, for example, some kind of entrepreneurship, exactly. or getting uh, converting any of your hobby uh, into something productive and which can add uh, financial benefits in the long run, or creating some productive and writing a book which can fetch you good uh, uh, royalty, or uh, creating a podcast like what I am doing now. <laughs> so, so yeah, things like that can be done definitely, definitely. And um, I will uh, add uh, some points to what Shizaj mentioned. He uh, there is a feeling that is also a reality in lot of specialities, for example, radiology or anesthesia. That a 1-year, 2-year experienced guy can fetch, say, X amount of money for a case and the 10-year experienced guy can not say that I will charge 2x. But in case of surgeries, it usually happens that it doubles or even triples. And uh, yes. in VIP patient cases, and it can go into any figures. And uh, the same is in off that's why the fertility clinics are uh, now mushrooming everywhere. So, yeah, that's the reality and also there are a lot of, you can say, outliers in this. Uh, that the average virgin uh-huh. income is very much different from the outlier who is earning very highly but in anesthesia fields like anesthesia radiology there is a very you can say the outliers are very less and all and every hmm. people are in the median average range of average yeah. yeah yeah yeah. unless and until you put up your pain clinic or a icu setup something like that that's a different ball yeah. game altogether yeah. So we'll be discussing yeah. that yeah yeah so two important we can say negative points we have discussed Uh, i i will not say these are negative but as i mentioned earlier it depends upon the psyche and the personality how he or she takes it just like shitaj mentioned that there is a plateau in the earning but the person can use that time in doing something teaching the students or making some products or freelancing anything Mm -hmm. and uh, either can derive financial benefit or can enjoy life make good trips make good friends Spend time with family, the surgeons
2: don't find time as well. Yeah, huh, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, uh, any other you can say negative point, Chitta, you want to mention? We have discussed two important yeah. negatives.
2: Yeah, so this is something which is a bit, a bit controversial, not as controversial as mathematics, but huh? So, this is something that is usually seen as a con because as doctors, most of us have that idea since first year of having that patient interaction.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And we kind of equate that patient interaction to the quality of our being as a doctor. Agreed. So, so this, thing, this branch won't give you as much patient interaction as other clinical branches. Mm-hmm. So, that is that might be a little upsetting for you if you really wanted to look into that clinic thing because if you want that OPD, Kind of thing. Then you can't go for OT. You can't go for critical care. You'll most probably only be able to go for pain clinic, and also into palliative care setting. That's why some people. No palliative care. So the thing is that here here if you are coming, you should accept that you will have limited patient interaction. You will only talk to the patient for the PAC, and you'll only talk to the patient before and after the surgery, and that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for the audience, most of the time the
2: patient is with you, the patient is unconscious, even in critical care. Most of the patients that are there with you, the most of the patients that are taking care of are all unconscious.
0: Yeah, yeah, so almost the interactions. Of of the the what Shataj is trying to say is that uh, whenever in a hospital setting the patient comes in, he actually interacts with a lot of uh, specialists, uh, starting from a surgeon to a, a dermat person to an anesthesia. So, anesthesia specialist comes into picture whenever there is a surgery so there is something called PAC which is called a pre anesthetic checkup and that needs to be done before the surgery scheduled uh, uh, in cases of elective surgery and uh, because emergency scenarios are altogether different. So that is the setting in which uh, anesthesia people interact with the patients and just like Shataj mentioned, uh, while doing the uh, surgery, just before the surgery and just post-op uh, that time in which the patient is recovering from the sedation that time. So these interactions are very brief to be very frank. So if you are a person, uh, if you are a med school grad who during the med school training looks up for that kind of patient interaction and you want to speak a lot, interact, go deep into the history, then it's a tough uh, thing to choose, uh, particularly anesthesia, that's what I feel. But you never know, just like Shetij was planning for orthopedics and then pursued, now pursuing anesthesia and he's really enjoying, that's what I feel. Yeah. Proceeding further, Shitaj, we have discussed 3 important uh, negative things.
2: Uh, Anything more? Uh, So, there is just one more thing Mm -hmm. that I would uh, classify to disadvantages. Mm -hmm. Is that when you are an anesthesiologist and you plan to see where you are going from here. So, you can not go to many places. Like, There are scopes and everything, and you have choices, but the choices are very limited. For example, if you, if you want to look at the super sociality part, so as of now in India, a lot of super are not offered, there are just a few. Like, for example, there's critical care, then there is jiraxal and mm-hmm.
0: So,
2: there are not many options for super Yeah, You can
0: you
2: can do is multiple you know, fellowships.
0: Yeah, yeah. especially on a larger setting, Uh, when we are talking about uh, DMs and uh, larger seats, yeah, in aims we have Onco Anesthesia, we have uh, Palliative Care, we have uh, I guess uh, Anesthesia in uh, Neuro as well. So, so the thing is, But they are very few uh, in uh, Uh, number, when we talk about a country like India. yeah,
2: Even with Onco Anesthesia and these things, we are not very old. So, Mm. the thing is, that currently, we have limited choices, but they are expanding. Like cardiac and is also currently going on. Mm-hmm. Cardiac and anesthesia, CCA are palliative care. So, and like this, there will be multiple different specialties for anesthesia, there will be multiple different super specialties for anesthesia in the future too. So, currently, there are limited choices, but soon there are going to be a lot. You could become, you could, there could be a super specialty that we see for every surgical branch. Mm-hmm. solutions are already available for these. But yeah, yeah. Like there, there are solutions for Pediatric Anesthesia hmm. like Solely oh, catering to the Pediatric Surgery hmm. So we yeah, do have a like lot we of We Pediatric Surgery, we
0: have now Pediatric
2: Anesthesia Yeah. Exactly hmm. So like Anesthesia solely for one super speciality hmm. So like that, we can have multiple options in the future But as of now, you won't have a lot of choices You'll have a few of them I'm you'll have to choose.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just like the fact that uh, 20 years back, we used to have only MD medicine, uh, primarily. Oh. And uh, nowadays we have for every system you talk about, starting from the kidney to the liver, we have every speciality, super-speciality uh, for them, uh, so you have to pursue a DM. And just like Dr. Shitij mentioned, ki going forward, there will be a lot of super-speciality courses coming up, and uh, this will hamper two things, one, uh, those students or those medical uh, doctors who are looking up to a career of early settlement, uh, just like Shetaj mentioned, nowadays uh, after doing MD anesthesia, you have good job opportunities. So, going further, as the uh, mm. number of super speciality seats increase, then, then you have to do that. It's just like the fact that 30 years back, uh, post MBBS, the settlement was good. A lot of people used to earn a good amount of money being a family physician or a general physician. But uh, nowadays, uh, doing a specialty course is is like a necessity, especially when you're planning to settle in a uh, city, uh, be it a tire one or tier two. Uh, so, Shatij, any more uh, disadvantage or negative point you want to mention? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> if
2: there is one, I haven't figured it out yet.
0: Okay. 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 So, uh, so Shitej, uh who do you think, uh, who are the category of uh, medical students who should never opt for this particular kind of speciality?
2: So, this almost aligns with my uh, my this list of disadvantages of the branch. Mm-hmm. So, the kind of people that should actually avoid taking anesthesia mm-hmm. is, firstly, if you're genuinely into a surgical branch. That is a big no-no. Like I was into orthopedics mm. and I still took up anesthesia but thing is when I decided to take anesthesia, I had convinced myself that yes, I am 100% sure that I don't want to be an orthopedic surgeon because the thing is, if you ever wanted to be a surgeon and you take up anesthesia and you have to watch the surgeon perform a surgery every day, mm. so you have to be okay with that.
0: Yeah, you have it's to yeah. very torturing that uh, somebody is doing the job you wanted or you dreamt of doing, and you have to say see it daily on daily basis. That's
2: very tough. Yeah. So yeah, you should take. And other apart from that, not just social branch, if you are into any other branch wholeheartedly, like there's some branch you genuinely are passionate about, mm. then you should go for that branch. Because if you compromise with it's easier. You might not like it. I've seen my friends doing it; they didn't like it, and they left it, and they're just lost now. Mm-hmm. So, if you have a passion, it's you want to do genuinely. Any other branch, then don't compromise for an mm-hmm. It's good, but it might not be as good as your passion. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Then okay, okay. What is the p-
0: dropout rates currently? You know, in and around your surrounding means how many people are dropping out of uh, during mid of residency?
2: Uh... I know of one person who dropped out from our immediate senior batch. Uh-huh. And apart from and a that, I haven't heard of any dropouts. Mm-hmm.
0: But, so, like, yeah. In- yeah, but yeah, it's very common that uh, in clinical set, uh, settings, uh, especially in clinical specialities, uh, the dropout rate is higher com- uh, in anesthesia, uh, ENT. Particularly because these are the choices, when people make, uh, they are not well aware and not well determined, they realize uh, their shortfalls and uh, they misjudge themselves and then they have to leave the branch and it is overall a loss, uh, both for the public health system of the country and uh, the student is also paying penalty, yeah, so. Uh, exactly. I think,
2: I think there arose strong words about the application part, hmm. because these are the branches that you. And you realize you are doing the work and you are not getting appreciated. So, yeah. firstly, you went against your heart to take grants and then you are not being appreciated to do the work. Yeah, then, of yeah, course, yeah. it was hard. So, yeah, yeah.
0: appreciated That's why I think the people, people drop out. Table as well as the, in the society
2: level. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that's why people drop out. <laughs>
0: yeah. You need to be very strong headed person, especially in the initial years, before you develop or
1: prove yourself.
0: Yeah definitely. Uh, I think uh, we have covered most of the things. Uh, so summarizing it, uh, you must not be a person who is very much passionate about a particular field uh, during the med school days. Uh, you should not be a person who is looking up to surgical fields. You should not be a person who is very much uh, patient oriented, uh, who wants to speak a lot, interact with them. Uh, you don't want to be a lot of appreciation or uh, judged based upon your work. Uh, then you should not uh, opt uh, for this particular speciality. Uh, Getting back to our uh, primary things, uh, regarding the clinical workload, you mentioned in your uh, advantages or pro point regarding the branch that you find a good amount of uh, me time or free time. Yes. What are the clinical workload uh, in general, though I completely understand that it is up to the person he can completely well, like, keep on working and uh, for money or something uh, for keeping him busy but in general what is the clinical workload uh, in a week uh, can you just uh, enumerate uh, your workload uh, for a week time something like that yeah how many PCs? So, how many OTs something like that so workload the best part
2: about the workload in fascia that you have a good amount of workload, but for a fixed number of hours, that's it. So, like uh, currently, what the setup we have in my college is that we have a, a big operating room which is divided into two parts and two surgeries go on simultaneously and both of them are managed by one anesthesia team. Mm-hmm. And surgeries go start at 9 in the morning and they go up till 4, sometimes 5, and even 6 or 7 o'clock in the evening.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And all of this time, surgeries are just going on constantly. And this is the time when you're working, you're not sitting down. Because there's a lot of things to be managed in all of these patients. So, you're just constantly running around. You have to be, you know, an energetic person and you can't be lazy. You have to do a lot of things and a lot of things you have to do quickly. It's that kind of workload but once you are done with the day and you come back home, then there is nothing for, for you to do. You have all the time to yourself. So this is when you are in a job and when you are freelancing, then you can do your own hours. Whatever you want, you can work them. And the, as I was talking about the time when I said that there are many jobs to you because an increase in Including a surgeon in every branch cause multiple job opportunities for anesthesia people. So, just like that, when you're freelancing, you can have trials with multiple different types of surgeons. So, it's very much sure that you will be busy most of the time if you want to be.
0: But in general, what you're saying is that during the residency uh, period, uh, the workload is quite uh, uh, balancing and uh, you get a good amount of me time, both for studies and both for your refreshment and uh, you can say doing some little bit of uh, things uh, you want to do do as your hobby. Uh, Getting back to your uh, research part, uh, see residency is something which also encourages uh, the resident doctors to do research and do some evidence-based mm-hmm. medicine uh, output in their particular speciality what do you think uh, the current research opportunities because i personally feel it has got a tremendous potential uh, but uh, being a part of the speciality what do you think
2: so research opportunities are a lot there's way too many search opportunities in anesthesia because in anesthesia since you are getting exposed to so many different branches. We are coordinating with so many different branches. You have a huge variety of cases. So you see almost every kind of case, and we have to you know encourage we are, we have to do a thesis in our post graduation course. Mm-hmm. So we do a thesis by syllabus. Apart from that, we are expected to present papers and posters mm-hmm. at various conferences. And for that, we often do the we often look for the good cases that we managed, the cases that we did something different or something a little, you know, off the way, hmm. and that worked and proved better to be a patient. Yeah. So just to let other people know that maybe you could also try this, and maybe there's something that could improve. Well, hmm. so if we talk about the initial days, regional anaesthesia was not a thing. Cases were only done in general anaesthesia, and slowly we realized that general anaesthesia is more harmful for the patient as compared to regional anesthesia. And regional anesthesia started developing. And now, there are so many blocks where you just block that specific region where the surgery is to be done and that's it. And the patient is, does not require general anesthesia. So, every, there are so many different thesis topics I have seen, where every other type of regional block has been compared. People are trying to find more and more. New way to cause many of distress to the patient.
0: Agree, agree. And with the proceeding and uh, we can say the development in the pain relief sector, the pain clinics and the palliative care is uh, a very much uh, field which requires a lot of uh, research and a lot of good uh, uh, pharmaceutical agents. Mm-hmm. With, uh, uh and also some digital therapeutics going forward uh, the virtual reality augmented reality devices are going to be a part of regular healthcare so yeah definitely the research opportunities are huge uh just wanted to add few things for the benefit of the audiences and Shitaj was talking about thesis part so what we have is that uh, during our residency uh be you do a dnb or a md program Uh, in Indian setting you have to complete a thesis uh, which is primarily dealing uh, how to go about research. It's a kind of thing uh, in which you have a guide uh, who will supervise as a consultant and you have to complete the whole from the scratch writing the protocol to doing the whole process. Either you can go for a randomized trial or do a uh, study in which you are you have a case control or a cohort study something like that. It basically exposes you to a first hand research experiences, hands on training kind of. And also like Shritesh mentioned, he, we have some poster presentations and some uh, abstract uh, presentations as well. Uh, in that, uh, the primary objective is that to present something which is off beat. Uh, so it can be a case report, just like Shritesh mentioned he, uh, they must have managed uh, a particular patient in a different way. So they want to document it for the as a evidence so that others uh, worldwide can follow or take inspiration from that and learn from that as well Uh, yeah so uh, going further uh, Shritij we have talked a lot about that post MD or MS Uh, the opportunities are huge Uh, Mm -hmm. primarily in Indian setting it is MD anesthesia so uh, what do you think Uh, how much uh, for settlement purpose I know when we are talking about for example both uh, you and me are from Delhi only we completed our med school mm-hmm. now pursuing our residence in Delhi so settling in a uh, place like Delhi is very competitive uh, especially when you have to compete with the best of the minds of the country in the corporate sector so you have to keep on learning and evolving but if we divide settlement from a tier 3 perspective tier 2 and then to a metro city so case 1 will be like a med settling in a metro city case 2 will be settling in a tier 2 city and case 3 will be settling in a small city, a tier 3 city. So, what do you think? What kind of higher study is needed? Uh, so, because personally I feel at tier 3 level, MD anaesthesia is uh, superb to survive for say next 15-20 years. But uh, what's your take?
2: So, what I feel is, like if I talk about the metro cities or the tier 1 cities. Mm-hmm. So, here, even here actually, you aren't really, well, you don't really require. Multiple things are added to your MD degree to be able to survive mm-hmm. because MD is mostly enough until a year, very complicated cases.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, more, so there are a lot of job opportunities even just after MD without any other higher studies. But more often than not, people, as they have more time to spend with themselves, they sometimes go for fellowships mm-hmm. and they just add on. But it is not hundred percent required. Mm-hmm. So just like that, even in the tier two and tier three cities, uh-huh. if you have an MD and a degree, you could actually make it work very easily. And if you have done it from a good college, I don't think there's anything stopping you. In Tier Three City, one thing that might be problematic is that they might not have healthcare as good as the Tier One and Tier Two cities to maybe appreciate your level of skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that might be the only thing that would hamper, otherwise if you live in a tier 3 city where you have multiple OTs and good things going on then there is not nothing better than you there.
0: Yeah, and also as we always used to discuss in our uh, uh, hospital settings that uh, the earning potential is always huge uh, as we go to the peripheries in the tier Exactly. compared to a tier 1 city because uh, as you correctly mentioned there is always a scarcity both of the infrastructure both of the skilled, skilled manpower so charging uh, good money there and offering a good care is really valuable and people also do recognize you in some form or other in a, a city like Delhi nobody knows uh, <laughs> and
1: yeah
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, uh, So, a lot of people, Shitaj, after residency, uh, for practicing a few years, they want to settle abroad. Uh, so of brain drain uh, is happening it's happening since long but yeah so I'm not a person who says you uh, should be very much patriotic to the nation and should not be I always appreciate the fact that uh, it's your sole uh, thought process what you want to do in your life and I always respect uh, the judgment of the person and I personally believe the best thing is that if you study in India for a few years practice in India for a couple of years then go abroad practice there for few years then return back then that's the best thing because then you have an amalgamation of both indian knowledge as well as the nhs care setting of the uk or if you're practicing in the u.s their healthcare setting and that's why Vedanta is so much successful Uh, naresh trehan was trained in india then he practiced there for few years then when he get back uh, he started doing things which were not there at that time in india
2: it was brain
0: drain yeah yeah so, yeah, I completely agree. But uh, what do you think uh, in this particular speciality? Because a lot of specialities have a lot of limitations uh, uh, for settling abroad. Mm-hmm. A lot of degrees are not recognized. Uh, in lot of cases, you need to appear for the licensing exam. So things are very much dif- uh, different as per the speciality. Particularly if you talk about anesthesia, what are the settling abroad opportunities? So, uh,
2: anesthesia is one of the branches where it is said to be the easiest among all the other branches in doctors to settle abroad. Mm-hmm. This because, as I have mentioned again and again, a lot of job opportunities, not just in India, everywhere, mm-hmm. a huge amount of job job opportunities. So if you stand out from the crowd, even in little, you can get there without much effort.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so the, the simple message I want to give from this whole talk uh, for the last 35-40 uh, minutes, uh, me and Shitej are interacting, you have to be off you have to be standout, you have to be the odd man out to get something which is different and which is really valuable. So that's what Shitaj is mentioning. You have to be off you have to add something either to your CV or you have to get some fellowship or you have to do some kind of uh, stand-apart research papers, something like that.
2: Yeah, go on, yeah, hmm. So, one thing that is, so, settling abroad is much easier as compared to any other branch. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is, there's this exam called EDAC. Mm-hmm. And when I heard about it, my mind was blown. Mm-hmm. So, this EDAC is an exam, which is like, now you can see it around the pattern of USMLE, somewhat similar pattern. Mm-hmm. And this exam, allows you to be recognized. So this is like, if you pause this exam, then you are kind of attaining a degree in thousand European countries. Uh-huh. So what you can do is, you can, so for example, for UK, so if I create my EDAC exam, in any other case, I would have to go there and I'll have to repeat my urgencies sometimes. And develop different things or work for a certain amount of time and then you get a license to practice but in anesthesia, once you clear the EDAC exam you are qualified as a person who is talented enough to work in UK and you are given the license to practice and you can register in the the, the general medical Council of UK after clearing your EDAC without having to undergo training period so and it's not so this exam allows you to you know, to practice in UK, Netherlands, Finland, and Austria, and a lot of other such countries.
0: Yeah, so uh, uh, medical students or uh, the resident doctors who are looking up to this uh, particular podcast, what Shit is trying to say is that whenever we try to settle abroad after a residence in India, after completing either the MD or MS, uh, we have uh, three pathways primarily. The first pathway is that you go there give your exams just like a mbbs a doctor from india and you can proceed uh, based on their system second is that uh, you can uh, complete your residency here itself and you can add some qualifications either just like edac on the mrcp something like that and you are equivalent to their trained specialist third option is that you get there in the form of some mti fellowship or some particular kind of settings uh, primarily fellowships in which you have to do certain uh, years of training there uh, in which there will be partial license first, then you will be getting a full license and what Shrithesh is talking about it is primarily for the European countries he has particularly mentioned because USMLE for US is a separate ball game altogether uh, yeah. anything more Shitish? particularly you want to add on this abroad opportunity?
2: so, abroad opportunity I would say that if you want to actually send abroad then Anacasia might just be a good choice for you mm-hmm. because Because of the old settlement, you don't have to wait for a long time to go abroad. Like in the words of one of my seniors, actually the one who kind of took me away from my idea for orthopedics. So Among the other things he said was that if you take up a branch, for example, orthopedics, you might work your, you know, all day, all the time. And you work very hard and you do everything right for seven to eight years move to abroad and settle there, you still might not be able to do it. It's very difficult, especially in surgical branches. So, if you want to go abroad and settle there and work there, you could give an anesthesia talk.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Surgical specialities, because they are very much highly regulated and comparatively, the rules and regulations are quite strict. So, everywhere, be for matching US assembly for surgical residency even, it's quite tough for the uh, INGs and same principle applies here as this. Uh, so, uh, we have discussed uh, a lot of things in and around this particular speciality. If I will ask you Shatish, in one line you need to uh, summarize uh, or give a one-line statement describing this particular specialty. What will be your one-line statement? So, if I
2: have one line to say, then I say if you want the clinical branch and still have your life, you love it.
0: Mm-hmm. Great, great. So, uh, the simple message from is three things he mentioned. If you want to be a clinician, number one, you want to have a life. Uh, when you're talking about life, it talk, he's talking about that work-life balance. And then he yeah. mentions uh, it has a good uh, earning potential, good settlement, as well as a good uh, work opportunities abroad as well. So, <coughs>
2: Uh, Shataj, uh, will you choose this branch again or you have 2nd thoughts as well? I'll choose. I'll,
0: choose.
2: I'll choose this again, over and over again. Mm-hmm. Because I gave it a lot of thoughts and even I was scared that, what if? Some, a few minutes down the line I realized that I made a big mistake and I actually need orthopedics. But I didn't. I'm 100% sure I don't want anything else. I love this. And even if I didn't get anesthesia during my attempt, I would have taken a drop it and I would have given another attempt just for anesthesia. I love it that much. Okay,
0: okay. Great, great. Uh, So, uh, any final messages, Shatij, you want to mention for the upcoming medicos who want to join this particular beautiful speciality?
2: Uh, Surely. So, this is something you've never seen. Because In your undergraduate, you are exposed to anesthesia, but you are not really exposed to what everything an anesthesiologist is doing. So, if you join anesthesia, you are going to be surprised with a lot of things that are happening around you and you never knew them. So, what you have to do is, just because there are a lot of new things, there are a lot of things to grasp and absorb. To keep your eyes open all the time and just observe everything and let it, you know, Get absorbed into you. Don't worry, everyone takes time. There is a branch which requires technical, you know, experience, and one with practice, you can get there. Because there is a skilled thing. Without skilled, you also can't perform NSC here So just enjoy that, enjoy the new things that you're going to learn, and have fun in all the ups and downs of the roller coaster.
0: Yeah, yeah, great uh, messages from uh, a budding. Uh, physician i must say uh, who is uh, practicing some kind of uh, anesthesia now i have seen him growing for past seven eight years this is a very dear friend of mine so from my end uh, the messages will be very clear whenever you choose any kind of speciality just be a free bird uh, don't let yourself uh, be just by either your colleagues or by the society uh, sit uh, make a pen and paper, take a pen and paper and just jot down what are the things you want in your life and what are your strengths. Just like Shethij loves maths, he is na- now enjoying anesthesia part of those calculation and doing that critical care thing. But I know personally people who hate maths, uh, who are into med school and who are now good physicians. So for them it's not a good option. Similarly, you need to understand the things, whether you want to go into a surgical speciality or a medical speciality, what you exactly want, you want recognition, you want patient interaction, you want a, a 9 to 5 job kind of setting, you want to go into corporate setup, for example, take an example of mine, I am practicing uh, clinical pharmac, so I want to do it because I am a data-driven person, I want to get into that uh, game crunch number of data. So you need to decide upon that and once you decide, just stick to it. Don't uh, think uh, I should choose this or my friend has taken that because as they always say, grass is always greener on the other side. I hope Shitaj, uh, you also agree with this.
2: Oh, it always is. Yeah. So, and then unless you excel for what you have and rest, and enjoy what it is, you're always going to be sad.
0: Yeah, and just like Shitaj mentioned, I eco perfectly the same. Uh, residence is completely a roller coaster ride. Right? You will have great days, you will have uh, sleepless nights as well in uh, mm. any branch and just enjoy bit by bit, time by time and uh, hope you will fall in love sometime and uh, think it, uh, you can have either a love marriage or arranged marriage, choosing a <laughs> just like that, uh, after you choose it or the speciality will choose uh, you, you only. So it was a pleasure speaking to you, Shatij, over the past uh, same few days. And I hope uh, the students are going to be benefited a lot. And uh, hopefully, someday, 10 years down the line, five years down the line, you might uh, meet someone uh, saying, Ki, Dr. Shatij, I heard you uh, in Dr. Haram's oh. podcast. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's all, uh, audiences. Uh, stay tuned for more such episodes. Uh, this is your host, Dr. HPM, signing off. Thank you.